We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. WGR. Here's the American dream. Dusty Rhodes and Dusty, your fans welcome you back, man. Sports Radio 550. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Sports Talk Saturday. No respect. No honor. There is no honor among thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years. 30 years, they give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard time. Want to talk to the guys on Sports Talk Saturday? Call or text us now. You put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard time. Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. This music, you know what it means means it's the weekend. It's the freaking weekend, last time I checked. That's right. Welcome in, everybody. Happy Saturday. Weather has turned to what it, I guess, is supposed to be on November 12th. The two-and-a-half-week period of late August weather is no longer with us, and we are now in the abyss where there are no leaves on the trees. In fact, no, they're not in the trees. They're on your vehicle. And did it rain last night? Sure. Now your vehicle looks like a mummified version of your vehicle because it just has wet leaves all over. There's nothing worse than wet leaves all over your vehicle. I just, I don't know why. It's, I don't know why it's so frustrating to me. It gets caught up and then it makes weird noises when you're driving. It's just, it's not good for anybody. Let's just put it that way. Um, yeah, so we're full into fall now, which I'm over. Well, I guess it's not true. We've been in fall. We're bordering winter now. We're like right up against winter. Climate change—it's climate change is really cool for a couple of reasons. One is mass extinction, but the other one is well, certainly that um, spring and fall just don't exist anymore. Yeah, it's gonna—it's gonna be super cool when my kids get to explain to their kids like, yeah, so, so spring used to be this kind of like in between season where like everything would grow and it'd be kind of yeah. like mild outside, but not April really showers bring May flowers. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. That, but it'll be like, tell us about what spring was like. Cause it doesn't exist. Yeah. Instead. It's just like wet summer. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Like it's just really there's cool. no, there's no transition periods anymore. I'm good with the fall. I think this is probably the best fall we've ever had. Yeah. Cause it's summer. Y- yeah. Yeah. Congrats. It was, 
I played golf last week, the week prior, and the week before that in 75. There was a a full 10-day forecast in the month of uh, November that did not dip below 70 degrees. Yeah, that's wrong. That's amazing. <laughs> For 42 degrees north latitude, that's a mistake. That's uh, It's good stuff. No, it's not. It's good. Long it's term, good, clean fun. Mm, long term, not great. Well. Short term, great. No, well, short term, long term. You know, we're all, we're, we hear, we... We breathe, we leave. That's the way she goes. I might as while I'm here breathing, I might as well have some 70 degree November day so I can get some golfing. That's true. All right, fine. When you put it like that, I'm selfish. Like it's about it's me. It's about me and my golf game. What's Corey. the future? It doesn't exist. You're not here yet. Why should I care about my kids? Right. They I don't, don't even have any. They don't even pay taxes. They're not real people. <laughs> right. You have to wipe their butts. Not well. Not anymore. Well, thank God. But eventually, at some point, though. You will unexpectedly have to wipe your child's butt at an unfortunate age. That's just how it goes. Is it that? How do you know this? Uh, experience. Really? Well, I, was, I wasn't like, you know, 17 or something. But, you know, like nine. Do you want to start the show? <laughs> <laughs> the mics are on. Like, there's no, lights so on. So this is... It is, well, yeah, it's 11.04. See, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I thought we were just having a conversation. Hang on. Um, wait, wait, hang on. I can restart the open. Here okay, go. good. Yeah, restart this thing. Let's get this thing rekindled. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes and Dusty, your fans welcome you back, man. Sports Radio 550. I don't have to say a lot more. Okay, there you go. Yeah, no, that was good. We that was good because we had to restart the show because of me again. Um, but welcome in, everybody. We've got Sabres action tonight, Sabres Bruins. That will go great, I'm sure. Um, what, the Bruins are 12-2 and two or something absurd like that? They are 12-2. and two. Um, Sabres are back to 500, and the October surprise one more time appears and feels to be October surprises should not really carry over into the month of November, December, January, February, March, or April. So, yeah, it would be cool to see if the Sabres could pull one out tonight against a very, very good Bruins team, um, but it has not looked good. They're, they desperately need Matthias Samuelson in the lineup, and even with, with him in the lineup, it does not really appear to me this defense, uh, the, this, this blue line has the goods to, uh, to be a playoff contender, and that's okay. Like, by the way, uh, these October games, they make you feel, hmm, you know, a little... Hmm. like a certain way, and you're like, oh, my expectations, they were so low. How could you possibly not exceed my expectations if they were so low? And then they play well in October, and you do the thing that you're not supposed to do that you tell yourself you're not going to do in, like, you know, September when the Sabre season starts. You're like, well, listen, my expectations are low, and I will not let a quick start, a hot start, change the expectations I have for this team. Well, we are dummies, and I am a dummy, because come on, like that's, of course, what you are going to do. You're going to change your expectation. They were like 7-2 and two or 7-3, and three, and I'm like, yep, this is a playoff team. Uh-huh. Well, look at, look at Eric Comrie. I mean, the guy standing on his head, 45, 48 saves or whatever he had earlier in the year, and now he lets up like four goals every single time he's out. So I know part of that's the defense and – what are you talking about, Geary? Stick to football. Yeah, no, I know. Like, uh, I, I tweeted out that it might be time for UPL, and I don't know how, regardless of his underlying numbers, Eric Comrie, that is, I understand he is seeing an unfortunate amount of odd man rushes. He is seeing break. I mean, Jack Eichel could have had five goals in that game on Thursday night. He did a good job on those two breakaways stoning Jack Eichel. Um, but all in all, it just, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I look at the Sabres and I say, 
They're, they are right at where my expectations were in September, but man, they are falling short of the moved expectations that I had after their hot start, which again, my fault, not theirs, uh, and your fault for the people that also are with me that immediately changed their mind about what they thought this team was going to be because they got off to a hot start. But Tate Thompson, boy, that, good, that guy's good at hockey. That guy can play. They just, you know, it is what it is. They, they, they could really use a lot of things. They could, they could use a lot of things. Vibes are still there, I think, right? I mean, the vibes are there. Do we know? Can we check in on vibes? we get a, pul- a pulse check on the vibes? Uh, uh, when we last spoke, we were we started talking like, has, have things been better in terms of the vibes? Sure. Yes, yes, yes. I remember. That was three games ago. Resounding. The answers are resounding yes. Because now the vibes are pensive. Yeah. Not great. No. No, things have gone rapidly downhill. Yes, they've gone downhill. But also, it's like this was the hard part of the schedule. I mean, make no mistake. Did you like that? Make no mistake. That's good. This is it. Um, But this stretch of games for the Sabres, their last five have been really like a a doozy other than the Coyotes. I mean, zero reason to lose 4-1 to that Coyotes team. That was bad. That was the – of all the games they're playing, that was the one that they – Really could, shouldn't lose. You actually Las, no. It's not as you shouldn't. You can't lose that. Las game. Vegas makes sense. Yep. Um, Bruins Hot. makes sense. Yep. Uh, going on the road, losing the Florida and Tampa Bay. Sure. Hurricanes, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, yes. That yes. But like, no. You had to, you had to kill Arizona. You had to kill them dead, and it was just not there. And that's bad. That was bad. Yes. Yes. Indeed. But I digress. Sabres pregame starts right here. Yeah, 6 listen up, Brian Casey. Yeah, right. turn it up now. That's right. Um, and uh, you can do that right here on WGR. Brian Koziel, Pat Malacaro, Paul Hamilton will be along 6 p.m. pregame, 7 p.m. puck drop. Sabres Bruins at KeyBank Center. So uh, if you want to get to the game, I'm sure there's still plenty of tickets. I have not been to a game yet this year. That'll that'll happen soon. One of these, one of these Saturdays, which by the way they don't do this for a while. The Saturday afternoon matinee, that's, not till April. Yeah, like like this it's doesn't. Long way off. It sucks. I'd, like those are my favorite games. Um, so I, I would have liked to do like a Saturday matinee coming up here. So it's unfortunate I will not be doing any of that. Uh, but I digress. Uh, let's talk a little bit about who I've got on for you today. Uh, obviously, Bills Vikings. I had the chance earlier this week. I was on a podcast with Matthew Collar, and I learned a whole heck of a lot uh, of a lot about this Minnesota Vikings team. So we'll talk a little bit about them here in the next uh, ten minutes or so as we lead up to our first guest of the afternoon, NFL Network's Mike Giardi, uh, who's going to join us, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Josh Allen, uh, the injury concerns, this Vikings team real, not real. We got John Price at. 1150 from sports information traders traders we did thank you. it thank you matt perino at noon new york upstate you know matt I don't, he needs no introduction uh twelve thirty. will parkinson he's a jets guy uh he is a uh he's got a podcast called turn on the jets um and we're going to talk to him about like what went wrong last weekend and what he likes about this jets team and what he thinks the jets did well defensively to slow down the bills offense so we're going to kind of dissect what happened in that game. That's with Will Mark Parkinson at 12.30. 1 o'clock, my man DJ Bienemy of ESPN. He covers the Houston Texans. We'll talk a little bit of Texans. I, I want to get the lowdown on Brandon Cooks. What the hell happened there um, last week and, and leading into the trade deadline? And then we'll talk a little bit about how they kept it close with the Eagles. Like, are are the Eagles, Eagles penetrable? It seems like they might be. Like, they don't seem like they're as shiny. Like, everybody talked about, well, the— 
the Bills lost to the Jets, and the Bills didn't play a particularly good second half against Green Bay, but no one's talking about that the Eagles had to play a four-quarter game against the worst team in football. You know, at the beginning of the season, the Bills were a favorite to win the Super Bowl, but not by a lot. And it made it seem like a lot of people at the top were kind of close to each other, and there was no one breakaway yeah. favorite. And that is starting to play out, honestly, over the course of the year. Yeah, uh, You can't predict injuries, which is what's been decimating the Bills so far, but... Eagles seem gettable. Bills seem gettable. Chiefs are gettable. Like everybody at the top seems gettable so far. There's no one team that seems like they can't be beat. Yeah, and you look at the AFC at large, and frankly, the AFC East. No one was going to predict the AFC East was the best division in football. AFC beast powerhouse. Yeah, I just no one was ever going to predict something like that happen. Machine football coming out of the East Coast. Uh, the thing that I look at, and maybe I'm just slightly disappointed in too, is is. You know, you look at this, You look maybe just going back to last week, and like I said, we'll have Will Parkinson, we'll talk more Bills Jets from last week. The one area that, again, I think I found most frustrating about last week is, what was the talk? I mean, we were talking on this show, I was filling in on the, uh, like, Wednesday, Thursday last week with Bulldog, not this week, but the week of the Jets game, and what are, what are we all talking about? Well, Zach Wilson's like a game away from getting benched. Like, his career's almost over as a starting quarterback. That was the conversation, and he goes out and has his... Most efficient game as a pro. Not he. Don't get it twisted. Like Zach Wilson did not win them. Yeah, that football congrats game. to Trent Edwards. It's a lot like how. Listen, I've come a long way on Tua Tagovailoa. Like I, I have. I think he's a really good quarterback. Oh, he's yeah. looked very good. The growth between the two. There's no comparison. I, but I'll say this is, you know, I, I, I made a note today, and I was like, you know, good for two, yesterday, two days ago. You know, his come up's been real. Uh, but he did it against the Bears and Lions in October, and it's going to be different than doing it against the 49ers, Bills, Jets, Chargers in December. I'm like, that's just the reality of it. And every Dolphins fan got so upset. Like, I'm like, can you people not take a compliment? I'm trying to say your quarterback has been much better than I thought he was, was going to be. It was backhanded. It was not backhanded. Yes, it was. No, it was not. Yes. It was, it was very you, much. If you qualify a compliment by saying, but, it, but, but, it, I'm just saying, but you have. The next month, when it matters the most in December, where he hasn't really been able to do it yet in his career against very good teams, this is his opportunity to shut everybody up. That's the but for me. It's not, but you're not going to win in December. It's, but December is really where you're going to be judged. It's not in October, and it's not in games against the 32nd-ranked passing defense and the 31st total defense in DVOA. You're just... I'm not taking as much stock in those games. He's looked good in them. I think the talk about Tua being carried by his wide receivers is largely overspoken about. I don't think that's true. I think they're very good receivers, much like I think Stephon Diggs a very good receiver. But I don't believe that Tua Tungavail is throwing five-yard out routes, five-yard in-breaking routes, and they're taking it 70 yards. That's not happening. If you watch the games, that is not happening. Yeah, he, his depth of target is pretty far yeah, down the field, isn't it? Yeah, he's number one in the league. Yeah, so he's aired it out. Yeah. Um, way better than way, Wilson. Way, way better. better. And honestly, when Allen really started to break through, it was in December. Yeah. That's when Al- Allen really transcended and, and the reason the top. the reason people view Josh Allen the way they view Josh Allen is not because of what he does in September and October. We know it's not always sunshine and daisies in September, October, and even in November. But when December comes around, over the last three seasons, Josh Allen has taken his game to a new level and, frankly, played better than any quarterback ever in January. That's how you beat narratives. You don't beat narratives by beating the Lions. And that's all I was trying to say. And and in this, it's still a compliment. He's played darn well. You beat the teams you should beat. You put numbers up against the people 
you should put numbers up against. So, good. I'm glad. But, you know, take the compliment. Walk away, damn it. That's what I have to say about that. Um, so, yes, of course, talking to it. Got to talk to it. Got to get to it at some point here. Um, but overall, yeah, the AFC East has been an incredible, incredible, you know, for me anyways, an incredible test of, well, yes, the Patriots are in last place, which is, of course, a good thing. Because everybody hates Patriots. That's the one thing everybody here in Buffalo can agree. The, the the Patriots are just the worst team that you'd ever want to be in the playoff mix. So the fact that they're in last place, I think that's an incredibly important thing. Just for the psyche of us AFC Easters, or as Corey said, the AFC Beasters. So I look at this and I say, who is the true legitimate threat for this team? And For the Bills, I mean, of course. And I think the true legitimate threat for the Bills has to be the New York Jets. And yet, I don't view the Dolphins quite yet as a team that I say I'm I'm like overly scared of. And again, part of this conversation is Tua, right? But he has been the best part of this. And if you look at their defense right now, I mean, 27 points against the Miami Dolphins, 20, 28 points last week against the Bears. Um, we're not talking about world-beating offenses here. Now, Detroit's offense is pretty darn good. It's a, it's a good team. It's a good it's a good offense, good offensive line. They've got good weapons, but they got shut out a couple weeks ago against the New England Patriots. So to say and, and to come in here that the Lions are, you know, I'm supposed to give a bunch of credit for the Dolphins just throwing all over the place on that Lions defense, a bad Lions defense, like literally the 32nd ranked. And then Dolphins fans were very quick to tell me that the Bears were the fifth best passing defense in football, but they were 31st in DVOA. So come on, you know, like let's let's just let's call a spade a spade. He's played better. The Jets, to, the, to me anyways, the Jets being the biggest threat to the AFC East for the Bills is simply because of how good their defense is. It can cover up so much, like it has, I think, to start the season. Their defense has been able to cover up, cover up the deficiencies of Zach Wilson. They've been able to cover up him being below average. Now, what he did in that Bills game last week is play at a very, very meh level. Very meh, very average. Which is a huge step for him. Like, him playing meh means, like, he didn't cost him the game. He didn't throw up three interceptions, one of which he was trying to throw away. None of that happened. So, yeah, I mean, I think the Jets are the most legitimate threat to the Bills in the AFC East. I don't think the Dolphins are far behind, though. Don't get me wrong on that. Like, the Dolphins are right there. But I'm going to give the really good defense, and, and maybe I'm talking about this from a, from a, a matchup perspective, the Bills, when they match up against Miami and Tua, I know that it didn't go well week, you know, week three in Miami. I like the Bills' offense to beat the Miami D, uh, the Miami offense in a head-to-head seven, eight times out of ten. Whereas, if the Bills go up against the New York Jets, the Jets just have to do enough not turn the football over, their defense can win them a game, and it did last week. So that's why I look at the Jets and I say, what if, What am I most fearing? Am I fearing a offensive battle against the Dolphins? No, I'm not. What I am fearing is a low-scoring, attention-to-detail, grindy-out kind of game that the Jets played last week. That's how the Dolphins, by the way, they'll played in week three. They grinded it out. They forced Josh Allen to, to be patient. Now, he was patient in that game. 63 attempts, 400 yards, right? He dinked and dunked his way down the field. He did not do that on Sunday. 
The New York Jets ran more deep coverages to take away the intermediate and deep balls than I've seen any team so far. The model to stop the Bills' downfield passing game was put on film last week on Sunday. Honestly, the game against the Dolphins feels far more fluky than the game against the Jets. 100%. Um, cause the bill, cause the bills had opportunities to win that game multiple times against the Dolphins and they didn't. simply misexecuted. That's right. They were in position to win that game. It felt much further out of reach against the Jets. It did. Especially, I think what maybe made me feel the worst about that Jets game, that last drive. Yeah. 97 yards, just down the field. You know they're running. You can't stop it. And that, the bills strength this year was their defense. Their defense was great and they are just hurt. Everywhere, yeah, they took losses they couldn't sustain. They're out of they're out of hide. Their Poyers really banged up, super Milano banged was, up. Yes. Milano was out. Yep, like those are important things. They're important, deeply things. important things. Yes. Now Rousseau's out. Like they're just they keep getting hurt on the defensive side of the ball. They just keep getting hurt. Period. Yeah, I mean, and this is this goes back to a more fundamental conversation about last year, right? And the copium that everyone was taking was. Well, this team's right there. They'll be back next year. And what this year is proving is how flawed that mindset can be. When you are the healthiest team in football three years running, boy, it's like, it's like that meme of um, uh, the Grim Reaper knocking on everybody's door, right? And, ooh, got him, got him. Now it's your turn. Like, the Bills have side-skirted the, the Reaper. The Gr- last name Reaper, first name Grim. Along came Polly. Anybody? Come on. Come on. San- that, was a, that was Sandy Lyle? Come on. Great. Anywho. Um, good things. Good things. Um, <laughs> it was, I mean, come on. Along Cape Polly is one of the greatest movies ever made. <laughs> one of the hands-down greatest movies ever made. Um, but I digress. Like, the injury bug was coming for the Bills. It was a matter of when. And for Bills fans to have brushed off what happened last year in the last 13 seconds of that AFC Divisional round... To say this lightly, the Bills, really, no other AFC team, this also is a shot at the Chiefs for not taking care of the Bengals. They had the easiest run to the Super Bowl and to win a Super Bowl than any time that will likely ever happen again. That Rams team, look at them. Same team. Same team. They don't have OBJ, no doubt, but they didn't in the second half of that game either. They're not good. Like, they got hot. And their quarterback is playing good, and nobody could figure out how to stop Cooper Cup. Right? The Bengals? Holy cow. What are the, what are the Chiefs? The Chiefs should have won that game 50 to nothing. And they beat themselves. None of this has to go this way. None. Because there's, I mean, there's three weeks here where the Bills can still win despite the injuries they've got. But, like, that creeping sense of dread. Yes. Of, well, like, something slipping away. It, it's just... The Bills are a lot better than they've... I mean, listen, you, you go back to the 20-year drought, of course. I mean, the vibes were as bad as they ever were in anything we've ever done here in the city. But because they haven't won it yet, they've gotten close, but they have not won it. They haven't gotten there in this era. Um, that dread creeps in because of history. So they need to break the history. They need to break the mold here. And last year could have gone like, you know, a long way in doing that. And I, I said this too, is they're in this window. And windows are, are, are not finite. No, that's why they're windows. Right. And next year could be very different. Could be hugely different. Maybe it's no Jordan Poyer. Who knows what happens with 
Tremaine Edmonds, I don't even want to get going on that. But, you know, what? who knows? Like, Stephon Diggs has been able to stay very healthy. You never know, right? And we Josh st- Allen. We still do not know exactly what is wrong with the quarterback. That's right. 803-0550 is the numbers to call. If you want to get a th- if you want to get your thoughts in, give us a shout. We are going to take a timeout on the other side. NFL Network's Mike Giardi going to join the program. We're going to talk a little bit more about this AFC East at large, get his thoughts on where we are with this Patriots team. Are the Jets really the second-best team in this division? Mike Giardi is going to talk to me all about that. That's coming up next here on WGR. Sal Capaccio takes you behind the scenes on Buffalo Bills game day with Sal's All Access. Watch it live on WGR's Facebook page. Sal's All Access presented by Duncan. America runs on Duncan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.